Hey there, lovely souls. I'm your host, Allison Toth, and I want to give you a warm welcome to Wishing You Wellness, the podcast where mental health meets spirituality. When it comes to rock bottom, I've been there more than once, and I know what it's like to wake up daily to mental health struggles. On this podcast, I share insight and stories to help motivate and inspire you and to help you feel less alone in this. In Wishing You Wellness, we talk inner child healing, mindset shifts, radical self-love, the art of intentional living, and so much more. Think of me as your mental wellness bestie. If you're ready to step into your power and change your life, just hit play. you guys welcome back to another week of wishing you wellness it is so good to see you whether it's your first time here whether you've been listening since day one i appreciate and love you so 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 much and today i have a special episode for you guys so not only am i interviewing one amazing magical human today but i am interviewing two and we're also recording the video so i'm probably going to throw this on youtube as long as there are no issues with the connection because as you guys know my apartment i love it i love the view i love being downtown but the sketchy Wi-Fi has been such a barricade and roadblock for me as a podcaster because that's the one thing I need is functioning Wi-Fi. I can make, you know, I can rub two sticks together and get fire, but I cannot do my job without uh, Wi-Fi. So today, you guys, I have two women who work at the Paint Nail Bar in St. Louis, Missouri. I recently went, you guys might have heard in a previous episode, I went for a little self-care day and they took incredible care of me. I left feeling like a million bucks, which is, as we all know, the sign of a good self-care day. And so Lauren and Sierra, I would like to welcome you guys to Wishing You Wellness. And I would like to give you some space to just individually, one at a time, introduce yourselves, just a little bit about who you are, what you do at Paint Nail Bar, and what you love, what makes you happy. Well, thank you so much for, of course, first meeting you and coming in, which we enjoyed so much but also allowing us this opportunity to be on your podcast. And the message that you have already previously been giving, um, it kind of goes hand in hand when you talk about self-care self care and wellness. Um, my name is Lauren, I'm the esthetician here. I'm an advanced skin wellness specialist. I've chosen all the skincare and makeup products um, carried here at Paint. And um, it builds on the philosophy of paint as far as um, fume-free, non-toxic, healthy products for your nails and um, the addition of a treatment room. So skincare treatments and their products that go with it. And then this is Sierra who does amazing, beautiful nails <laughs> and nail art. Hello, All right, Sierra. so hello. Uh, I'm Sierra. I'm a lead nail tech here at Paint Nail Bar. Some of you guys have seen me on Paint's Instagram, my own Instagram, whatever. Um, I, I mean, really, we're just here kind of talking about why you need like clean products on your nails, on your skin, what that does for you. Um, not only just focusing on how those products affect you physically, but the mental health aspect of coming in, getting your nails done, getting a facial, um, something that we all love here. And we just want to share it with everybody else. Love it, love it, love it. And I feel like this episode's coming at the perfect time because it's February. It's the month of Valentine's Day. And when I think of February, I literally think of like the month of self-love and self-care because like with Valentine's Day, yes, you can have a partner, take you out to a nice dinner, bring you flowers, but you can also do that for yourself and you can take yourself out for a nice spa day or for a trip to the mall or whatever it is that would feel like medicine to your mind and body that's the one for February. So my first question for you guys is 
Why do you think that choosing better, more organic, holistic products is a form of self-love? Why do you think that's so important to taking care of ourselves? So go ahead. ahead. Okay. (laughs) So I really think, um, you know, when you're using cleaner products, when you're making sure you're taking the time and checking what's going in or on your skin or your nails, um, not only are you going to feel confident in those products, but you're going to feel more confident in yourself knowing that you're not putting all those toxins into your skin or on your nails or anything like that. Um, well, and the reason I think that paint is becoming, you know, we talked earlier that it's an experience um, and that all those positive things that come along with coming in. But I think that it's progressed where so many people now are understanding. And um, I read a statistic that up to 60% of what we put on goes into our body and into our bloodstream. Mm -hmm. Right. So we want it to be good and healthy. Yeah. And our skin's our largest organ. So it kind of comes out in that in that form. So I think that if you have a choice and that's why um, having something where you can come and know that those products have been brought in because they are good for you, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like an added bonus. You know, you can look online and even do we know what's clean, what's organic, what's natural mean? What does this ingredient do for my skin? We go to the doctor to kind of like hear what we should do for that. So it's like for skin health or even nails, it's like a color is a color, but give me some fun art, but don't let me be having some toxic fumes coming up into my, you know, into my, my being. So (laughs) we feel really strongly and wonderful um, about being able to work in that kind of choice and environment. And that's what kind of brought us to paint and the whole philosophy of the brand. Oh, I love that so much. And so would you say that it's safe to say we should be a little bit picky about what we're putting onto our skin, what we're putting into our body? Totally. I mean, I think in the nail side of it, when we talk about um, not only what you put on, but what you use to take off um, toxic, toxic ingredients, that there are safe alternatives. So same um, beautiful makeup. I mean, people, we talk about health and wellness and and mental feeling good with changing our lip color, but we might be ingesting some of that lip color. And so we want it to be clean. And so I think it is really important. And I think that making those choices, especially now, we're not 100% there, but it has gotten a lot better that there are those choices. And there's that whole premise about inside out health, kind of eating healthy, shows up on our skin, same with skin conditions. If someone's struggling with acne or rosacea, what's causing it, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like a little detective work. Let's get to the root of it. And and it, it even goes further to say like, healthy mind, right? Mm -hmm. That um, it's about kind of finding that balance everywhere. A thousand percent. And I really want to touch on something that you brought up, just kind of going off of this idea of having like healthy products. Like we can cut corners, but we're never really cutting corners, right? So like maybe we buy this product because it's very affordable. It's very cheap. We are in a lot of ways paying the price in different forms, I guess is the way to say it. So like for me, my candles are a big one. Like I used to buy Target brand candles. Then I did some reading and read how horrible that is for you and how you're literally lighting up carcinogens in your house. And I was like, okay, no. And so I started buying the organic small business candles and yes, that cost more, but the 
cost difference is covering my health and my wellness. And so I feel like the same could be said with your skin products is like, maybe you pay a little bit more, but on that same hand, you are going to have healthier skin. You don't have craziness floating around in your blood. And so would you say that that's pretty true of your products? Like maybe you pay a little bit more, but you are getting like, a good I feel journey. like you're my soul sister. <laughs> you know, we have not talked previously in relations to these specific topics, but I talk about this a lot with clients and, and it's about understanding, you know, again, being respectful money for people and conscious buying. And, you know, not everybody can afford to buy everything on my wall. You know, I talk about ingredients and, and not only about the safe ingredients, but ingredients that these might cost a little more, but you're going to use them and they're effective. You might get something that, and again, we know all those stores that carry different things, but it may not have either a, the real percentage that's needed, or it might be filled with a lot of those no-no ingredients that are actually harmful. And so I feel that um, for me, it takes a lot of research and understanding. So I know for the consumer out there, and especially with social media and or we're inundated with all these choices, what is the right choice Mm. for me? Yeah. And there's so many beauty products that are oversaturated with extra stuff in them that they don't need to have in them. And your guys' products, so they sent me um, home with a little like travel kit of Epions and I loved it. I flew through it in like two or three days. Like I was using it twice a day, every single thing. And I was like, this feels light and healthy on my skin, just so light. And some of the things I use, I put them on and I'm like, oh, that feels really, really heavy. Uh, Dr. Thornfeld is probably jumping up and down right now that you're, he, I've actually, he's one of the most unique founders of a brand that when you go to training, he actually comes and does the training. He's so scientific based and he's so proud of these ingredients. And he is a doctor that started out kind of treating skin conditions, eczema, psoriasis, and jokes that his mother said, hey, I'm getting old here. I need some anti-aging. But all about, I mean, safe when you're you're going through pregnancy, safe during, you know, treatment with chemo, again, with doctor approval. He sits on the board. He's developed different kinds of um, ingredients um, like azelaic acid and vitamin C and all those things. Um, and he stands behind everything and his actual patients were kind of his guinea pigs of saying, I really love how this feels on my skin. And I go by not only a product that I feel is something good for someone to see a difference with a skin plan, but also kind of that return of like what you're saying, I put it on my skin and it felt amazing and I could see a difference and, and I sample like crazy. You know, I feel like I want you to go home and try it. You know, again, same thing, kind of being respectful that you can't do it. Some stores you can't like say, Ooh, I want to try this before I buy it. So that's the beauty of when I'm working with you and I'm like, okay, let's start with just a good cleanser, but I want you to try this moisturizer as well. And so I think that there's really, um, again, I feel like I'm going on a journey with someone and there's nothing more rewarding than them coming back and being like, oh my gosh, my skin feels so great and it hasn't felt like this in so long. Yeah. And it really is you guys going to paint was an experience. I've been working with a lot of salons and spas recently because that's such a good area of wellness that's kind of slept on. And 
I have to say that like paint has the ultimate experience. Like the moment I walked in the door, they were like, do you want a mimosa? Do you want like a little drink to carry around? And then like I went to this back room and had my lash lift and Lauren was so informative. We talked so much about the products, what was in them, the lash lift, like why, why it stings at the end and her explaining like the science and like little tiny things for me. And it was a really amazing experience. And normally I cry for like 10 minutes after a lash lift and I only cried for like two. So she did a very good <laughs> yeah, job. I, I try. I'm not getting Some too much Some things are lash. painful in beauty, but I try not to create too much pain. It's all about like love, right? <laughs> if I could give someone like a big hug at the end, and you know, yes. it's just like, yeah. I love it. But it is. It's important to like let someone know like what are you experiencing and and you know whether it's someone's first time or or tenth time Absolutely. getting something done. 100%. Yeah. And so what I'm curious, both of you guys, what are your favorite ways to spoil yourself in the spa, in the salon? Like, what's your favorite go-to self-care thing? And then in life outside of the salon, how do you like to spoil yourself? Yeah, so I'd say my favorite thing, like in the salon, um, Manny's Petties, 100%. Um, I feel like, you know, not only like getting a manicure, yes, like you have your nails done, they're fresh, they're painted, they look good. But at the same time, you're able to sit there, you put your phone down, you're living in the moment, you're not constantly scrolling through your phone, you're just kind of experiencing the whole experience um, without having the outside voice of you should be doing this or you should be doing that. Um, so to me and to a lot of my clients, we've talked about like, you know, this is your time. Um, I want you to use it for you. Um, let me know what you need and I'll give you that experience for you. Oh, I love that. And I love the point about having your phone not in your hands because I'm guilty even getting a pedicure. I'm like, and I love how a manicure forces me to put it down. The work emails will be there later. A hundred percent. And I feel like I have clients who, you know, they'll be like, oh, like, I need to get in here super fast. I need to get out. I need to go back to work. And it's like, you know, you made this appointment for yourself for a reason. Uh, take the time, put it down. Work's going to be there later, but you have to do what you need to do for yourself in order to do your best at whatever you're doing next. Mm, so true. And how do you like to take care of yourself outside of the salon? Oh boy. Um, so <laughs> I have <laughs> three little fur babies. I have a dog and two cats. Um, so really it's just, we take our dog to the dog park a lot, hang out with him. Um, my boyfriend and I actually, he's a mechanic and he's really into cars and all that stuff. So we spend a lot of time at the shop, um, at car shows, just really networking. And, um, it's really cool. This is off topic, but going to like a car show and seeing like everybody's different take on everything. And, you know, you get into something that you enjoy doing and everyone else is there enjoying it. So you're really just putting yourself in that area of, okay, this is what I like to do. This is a good time. Yeah. And community too, finding people who have same interests as you and similar hobbies. And so right. Lauren, how would you answer the self-care in the spa versus out of the spa equation? Well, um, before I became an esthetician, I was actually an environmental consultant. So hard hat, safety glasses, mm. telling all these uh, companies how to safely handle their chemicals. I went back to school and got into aesthetics. Um, I grew up with a mom that loved all these things. And I always, um, my favorite thing, whenever I would take a trip or as something to um, be good to myself was getting a facial treatment and, um, so for me, same thing, just being able to get um, something, because again, um, just giving yourself that time to just lay down, 
get healthy skin and recharge. And it's the same kind of building on what Sierra said for clients where they have to put their phone away. Um, we give them a choice of, you know, what music do you want to listen to? Just spa music? Or do you want country? Do you want to talk the whole time? Do you want to just go silent? Um, at the end, I try to always kind of give them some time to just like be in the room, close the door, breathe. And then wow. um, again, because I feel like it's so important that we all give ourselves that time to recharge, mm-hmm. um, to be better for our job, our children, our you know significant other, anything. It's not a rushed experience. The way that you're describing it, I love it. And that's what I experienced at Pain too. It was not rushed. I think my visit ended up being like three hours, which was exactly what I wanted. Like I wanted to slow down and take the time. Their owner, Sarah, came and sat with me and we chatted for like 45 minutes. She was a peach. Like the entire staff was just so warm and friendly. And I'm like walking out, I'm like, bye guys. And everyone's like, bye, come back, see you later. I was like, oh, it feels like a family and it feels warm and I'm all about community like what I do is I build community and I connect people and so seeing you guys do the same thing in your business is amazing and that's what you want and it's so great to hear you say that because I always often say um I feel like most of my clients become my my in-room friends Mm -hmm. you know and and you know that same thing about like-minded um it's just kind of a fun thing and it and it helps make your day when you feel like what we do, it's a service um, treatment that we do. But it's like I feel in Sierra, it's like when you are giving something and you can tell you're really making someone feel good about themselves, whatever that is, um, it kind of fills you up as well. Well, so even if I'm kind of given that love, I feel like I'm receiving it too. So serving is one of the best things we can do to improve our own mental health. And that's what people don't realize is we spend a lot of time being like, what's missing? What's missing? And sometimes it's literally having a heart that wants to serve others and help others. And I really love what you guys do. I told my masseuse the other day at Philip Johnson, I was like, you guys are literally doing as much for the mental health world as me. And I'm a crisis worker. Like I do like very important rescue stuff, but like you guys are also doing that day-to-day mental health treatment without even realizing it. People come in and they get that and they don't realize how much that's doing for their anxiety, how much that's maybe lifting them out of a depression. Maybe they haven't been taking care of themselves or feeling good, but they come in, they pour some time and some energy into their beauty wellness, and then they leave feeling like a whole new person. And so it really is funny how much we don't see the mental health correlation with taking care of our beauty and taking care of our wellness. And it really is like, it's there. As soon as I walk out of any treatment, I'm always like, oh, my heart feels lighter. Like I just feel like I'm walking on air. Like I feel so much better than I did. I feel like I carry in a lot of like tension, especially with like massages. If you listeners are like never had a massage, would not pay for it. Let me, let me tell you something. Massage therapy is so, so, so real. And same with getting facials or like having your nails done and getting like a little nice hand massage. It just brings you into the present moment and allows you to just feel this luxurious experience. And so my challenge to you is like, if you are unwilling to spend a hundred bucks to take care of yourself, what are you willing to spend a hundred bucks on? Right? Like, are you quick to make sure that everyone around you has everything they need, but feel weird about splurging on yourself? And so the question I had for you guys is 
why do you think self-care is not selfish? Because I definitely know why I do. I think we just need self-care as like a baseline in order to be able to show up for ourselves, show up for others. But in your guys' words, why is self-care not selfish and why is it something that we should prioritize in our lives? Right. And I feel like just to kind of backtrack on what I was saying earlier, um, my own personal opinion, like to be the best version of yourself that you can be for others, you really have to go back and take care of yourself and make sure that you're getting what you need. Um, I know personally, I've struggled with, you know, I'll make sure everyone else has whatever they need and like, I'll figure myself out later. But when I step back and I think about, okay, like, this is what I need. And when I do what I need, I'm so much better at doing everything else that I have to do that it doesn't feel like I'm putting, like necessarily putting myself on the back burner if I'm taking the time and doing what I need. Yeah. Have you guys ever tried to pour from an empty cup? I mean, it's like the worst feeling ever when your cup is bone dry and somebody comes up and is like, can I have some water? Can you just like send this email for me? Can you run this errand? And you're just like, ah, and you like lash out in that moment because they can't see that buildup that's been happening from you kind of neglecting yourself. And it comes back to like, how do we set healthy, firm boundaries with ourselves too? Like it can be hard enough to look at somebody and be like, okay, this is a firm boundary, but with ourselves, there's no accountability, right? Like no one's going to make sure that we are setting this boundary with ourselves. There's going to be no direct consequence. But if we don't set boundaries with ourselves, if we let ourselves just put ourselves on the back burner, then that becomes habit and that becomes routine. And that's what we get used to is putting everybody else first and putting ourselves last. And that's not a way to live because it's like Sierra said, we can't take care of ourselves if we're not taking care of ourselves first. Exactly. So I feel like my challenge, you know, what I tell everyone who, because, you know, you come in and you get your nails done and paint. I mean, it's different. You, me, the other girls out there doing nails, we're building relationships with all of our clients and they really do become a family. So they come in and they're telling you like, you know, um, or I've had people like, oh, I had to cancel this appointment because I had to do this for somebody else. And it's like, they come in and like, you know, I did this point for myself and now I feel better. So it's just, it's not selfish. Like taking care of yourself isn't selfish. It's something that you have to do. Just like if you feel like you have to help everybody else, you have to help yourself first. Mm, bam. That's like the <laughs> motto here at Wishing You Wellness. Like you cannot show up for the world the way that you want to if you are not taking care of your needs. And I know some listeners are probably like, well, we're talking about the spa. Like, how is this a baseline need? And it's like, okay, if we're looking at the hierarchy of needs, no, it is not like the bottom thing, but we are multi-dimensional, multi-faceted beings. We are made for high levels of pleasure and experience and joy and happiness. Like we're exposed to a lot of negativity and bad energy in the world. And so I think that it's fair for us to demand that same amount of good energy and good experiences and to say, you know what, this is a little bit of an investment, but it's an investment in myself and I will happily make that any day. It's so funny because I feel like there is that connotation still for some that when you are doing these kind of things, it's you're being overindulgent or if your focus is on having your nails nice or your makeup done. But the power of one, the service itself, like you said, the power of being in a safe space where when we talk about kind of client therapy, whether it's they need that and they want to kind of share with you something that went on, you know, that week or that day, um, but also the power of touch and connection. 
Um, and that's kind of with what we do. Um, and even on a more kind of flippant, I, I say all the time, like the power of a new lipstick color, right? You just pop in and like how adding a new color might change your world for that week, you know, to feel good. Um, but it might make you smile more. Mm -hmm. And again, you might be walking down the street and smile at someone who really needs it. It's about kind of that whole kind of building on what Sierra said. If we understand that it's all these little pieces that can really make us um, the best self, yeah. right? And there's all these things out there that are powerful and people might not really think of it in that way. Totally. And I remember, so the first time I ever made a big investment in myself was actually life coaching. And I joined this girl's program and I remember like hearing the total and I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And so I started journaling and I was like, why? Why am I having such a barricade to spending this amount of money on myself? Because if this were somebody else and I knew this was going to change their life and I knew this was going to help them reach these up levels, change their mindset, I would not hesitate. Like if this was my best friend, this would be her birthday present and we'd get on with it. It's a few hundred bucks, we'd be fine. But when it's me, I was like, whoa. And so I had to go really inward and be like, why do I not feel deserving of investing in myself and kind of taking the leap. And so I finally got to the bottom of it and I took the leap. And since then I've invested, oh God, $11,000 in my personal development. And I will go back but and look at where you're at now. Yeah, exactly. And now yeah. I get to help other women and I get to lead other women on retreats and through my group coaching programs and through one-on-one -on -one containers. And it really goes to show like if you're willing to invest in yourself and to take the steps needed to become a better version of yourself, your life will also follow that path and you will be offered more aligned opportunities and experiences. Like when I started the Wishing You Wellness podcast a year and a month ago, I was living in a remote desert. I had one microphone that like barely worked. I had like barely functioning Wi-Fi. And that was enough for me at the time. But then fast forward a year, I've been doing this thing called abundance tracking. And so every time I receive a sponsorship or a freebie or just a random happenstance of abundance, I write it down and I've been like paying attention. I've manifested like two grand already in 2022 worth of just like experiences and products and like this and that. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, it's crazy how quickly I went from like just doing the podcast as a voice diary kind of situation to like actually feeling abundance poured back into me from what I pour into the podcast. And so this goes to show you guys, if you're questioning, like, should I pour into myself? Am I worth it? Yes, you are. And it always comes back around. And all of my coaches told me that they were like, money, money is cyclical. It will come back to you. It'll come back to you. And I was like, yeah, but like when, right? <laughs> like, do we have like the day of the month because electrics on the 17th and student loans are on the 23rd. So like, when, when is this money going to come? And they were all just like, release, release. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And sure enough, the money has come back tenfold and experiences and not to mention the connections, right? Like getting to come on air and just hang out with these amazing esthetician friends and just like talk about the importance of organic beauty products. Like this is exactly how I want to spend my day. This is 100% what I want to be doing. And so, yeah, long-winded way of saying you guys, if you are sitting here questioning like do I want to invest in myself? Am I worth a manicure? Am I worth a coaching program? Am I worth going to a wellness retreat? The answer is, do you think you're deserving of that? And then go from there. That's your jump off spot. Do I think I deserve this? And if the answer is no, that's okay. That's a place to start. Get into the why. Get into what part 
of accepting abundance is weird for you. Um, there's a book. I don't know if either of you ladies have read it. It's called The Big Leap. It's by Gay Hendricks. Really, really good. But it's all about the upper limit problem and how when we get to a certain point of happiness and success, we almost want to self-sabotage and bring ourselves back down to what we're familiar with. Because as humans, we are creatures of comfort. We want what's familiar. We want what we know. And so instead of maybe going into this new zone and experiencing like, success and abundance maybe we're like no 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 no. i'm not quite ready let's let's bring this back to what we do know which is self-sabotage and coming up short and so my question for you guys in this like super long tangent is how can we become more comfortable with receiving and like letting ourselves enjoy things that are seen as luxurious or like you were saying, things that could be seen as overly indulgent, but we know aren't. How can we become more and more comfortable with allowing those magical things into our life? Well, I think that, again, it's about looking at who you are, what you're currently doing, um, understanding where you're spending, if spending is, you know, part of that. Um and just giving it a try or knowing, you know, again, just um, if you haven't gotten your nails done, get them done and see how it makes you feel. Mm. Um, and, and for us here, a, a lot of it is, again, knowing that it's all health and wellness related as well, as far as what we use the products. And like you described, hopefully your experience when you come in is going to be more than getting a treatment. It's going to be that community that you talk about that the front desk is going to offer you a cocktail if you would like that or a sparkling water or coffee. Um, if you get a treatment in the treatment room, um, maybe you have great skin and you always have, but all of a sudden you're like, Hey, I'm getting, you know, up there and I want to start protecting, or I've got a little sun damage. How am I going to get rid of this? And we can make a plan. It can be simple or it can be super extensive, however that person wants. But of course, if you're just like jumping your toe in that water of saying like, what can I do to do things for yourself? Just come and get and get a little mini treatment and see how you feel after, um, and then see how that helps you for the rest of your week or month. And, mm -hmm. and maybe then you'll say, oh, I see where I can fit that in and that, why that's important for me. I love that. I'm all about micro steps and tangible steps and giving people options that don't feel overwhelming. And that's such a good example. Like you don't have to go to the spa and shell out 300 bucks. You can go and have like a nice little manicure or a nice little pedicure. And then if you love it and you're obsessed and you're like, I have to go back once a month, then you build from there and you add from there. It's just like our habits, right? We don't wake up one morning and read six chapters of a book and run six miles. Like realistically, we probably wake up and read 10 pages and then go for a mile walk. And then the next week we're going for a mile and a half walk. And then we're jogging two miles and we build upon those blocks, but we don't like take the whole bear and go, okay, today right now right here like your beauty wellness if you're like this is this is a lot i don't know if i can take care of all of these different areas good news you don't have to do it all at once even if you're showing some love to your lashes or just your fingernails 
that's more than you're showing yourself before. And you're going to see those differences not only in the way that you appear, but in the way that you feel. And I think that that's such a big point in this message is beauty wellness for me in the past was something that I thought was superficial or it was all about how you looked. And now that I've experienced it as an adult and somebody who works in mental health, I'm like, whoa, this is actually more about how you feel than how you look. Like when I leave the salon, I love that my lashes are lifted. I love that my nails are pretty. But more than that, I love that I took time out of my busy schedule to invest in myself and to make myself feel good. It feels like a little badge of pride being like, yes, I prioritized my comfort and my needs and my luxury experience. And I made time for that. It's so amazing. In fact, I I have different things that clients have said to me, but one kind of resonates or builds um, in the way that she struggled with unhealthy skin, problematic breakout. And we kind of worked to get that cleared up. And she said, Lauren, I can't believe I took so long to work on getting healthy skin when I spent so much covering it up Mm. along the way. And, you know, when we talk about people that are blessed with healthy skin, awesome. You know, you've got good genes, you're doing something right. But people that are struggling with some kind of skin condition, we, um, they may know it, but people don't realize people with acne, the perception that I hear from, especially like teens or or young adults or any age is that people maybe think I don't clean my skin properly, or I don't take care of myself. And sometimes, you know, it's, it's in them and it's something that's happening with teens. It could be they're playing sports. They're just hormonal and they got to get through a few years. And so like having that where they do a little bit of the right guidance of, of self-care and getting to that other side of the mountain and be positive and up because we don't realize sometimes how upsetting and depressing that can be for someone when they're challenged with that. And I've had people open up to me and just like, I mean, cry on the bed that they they're trying, they're struggling. They've tried everything and please, you know, help them get past it. Yeah. I have a friend who's going through this in real time. She's healing her skin organically with like what she eats and what she drinks. And we've had conversations and I've had conversations with my other friends about how acne can be traumatizing. Like it can truly be traumatizing. And people are like, oh, that's so dramatic. It's just an aesthetic thing. But imagine taking care of your skin every day and you still wake up and there are these blemishes. Your skin is like you said, the biggest organ. And so to have it be showing signs of unhealthy or sick or something is wrong can be so alarming, especially if you're doing everything right and you're trying so hard and you're spending the money and nothing's fixing it because there are all sorts of things that can be causing it. And it's like you said, some people are really putting in that work and trying to change it. When I was like 16 to about 20, I had chronic cystic acne from like top of my forehead to bottom of my chin. And I literally was very lucky. I woke up in my 20s and it all went away and I was fine, but I still do have like really deep acne scars. And it's still like something where I catch it in the mirror sometimes and I'm like, oh, full body chills because like you grow to have this twisted kind of relationship with yourself when you look in the mirror and you're like, this is not reflecting the amount of intention and care and, you know, energy that I put into my skin. I look back into this mirror and it's like, what the hell, what am I doing wrong? And so I really right. you brought that up because that's been 
on my mind too as I go into the season of my life where my skin is a little bit more clear. I feel very fortunate. But then I also think about younger me and I want to give her a hug because I'm like, man, all of that makeup that we cake on trying to cover it, all of that like the crash dieting with skincare, like, oh, put lemon juice on your skin and go lay in the sun for 12 hours. Like I tried the most outrageous things because you were so desperate to just have skin that reflects how much intention and care you put into it. Exactly. In fact, one group, it was a, a mother who brought her two daughters to get their early on teen facials, one with perfect skin, one problematic. And, and you know, she was like, why do they have perfect skin and I don't, you know? And and this is not, again, kind of like um, a plug for another product that we have, but it's also just kind of building on that. Um, when you talk about reading books and understanding clean gut, dirty looks, I carry a probiotic skincare line and have found really great success with that help of acne. But it's understanding why does it, what is it, What's causing that acne? What bacteria? What in their body? Um, what will help reduce inflammation? And that, and some of that cystic you can talk about is like painful, right? It's not only outwardly there, but it's not doesn't feel good either. So um, you're right, and, and that's the thing that um, I find most rewarding. There's a lot of things to what we do, but being kind of that little detective to help those kind of skin conditions that, yeah. you know, can be troublesome. I'm sure that you're an angel for those people because it can be so frustrating. You're just like, where do I turn? Where do I turn? And then you find somebody who has not necessarily the perfect answer, but they have a start and somewhere for you to just get somewhere for you to feel seen and heard with your struggles. Because I feel like a lot of people, if you go to them and say, I'm having skin issues, I'm super frustrated. They see it as a vanity thing when you guys know, and we know that it has so much more to do with like your health, the way that you see yourself, the way that you feel like you're describing cystic. Is it painful? Like, are you going through physical symptoms because of what's going on in your skin? And yeah, I think this is such a good conversation. I could get wrapped up into the like acne conversation all day long because it was such a formative part of my experience as a teenager was being like, why are so many girls just glowing? And I'm sitting here with like, crazy, crazy breakouts all the time. And I have some hormone issues. And so it would always be like right around the time of my period where you're like super sensitive already. You're on edge. You're not feeling good about yourself. And then you go to the mirror and there's like big old, big old honker sitting on your forehead. And you're like, come on, like, why, why is this adding to like the worst week? Of course. <laughs> and so you guys, let me see on time. Amazing. We're right on schedule. Before we close out, I love doing rapid fire with my guests. That is my guilty pleasure. I love just like throwing random silly questions at you and having you throw answers back <laughs> at me. So what we'll do is we'll start with Sierra and we'll go back um, and forth and just see okay. who gets what. So Sierra, if you had 24 oh hours and you could be anywhere doing anything, where would you be and what would you be doing? Oh boy, rapid fire. So if I could be anywhere, I had 24 hours. Um, I would say let's go somewhere warm. Good. Okay, get some sunshine. Um, let's see, we always were really big on vacations, my mom and I. Um, it wasn't really about what we were doing. It was about, you know, let's go to Florida, let's lay on the beach. We don't have to do all this other stuff. So let's just go 
somewhere warm, a beach, relax, and lay. hang out. That's oh, it. I love it. Just relax and lay. That's my that's my motto for vacations. Just some lay time. Let's right. just lay out. Awesome. Okay, Lauren, <laughs> what is a book that has changed your life or really encouraged a lot of mindset shifts for you? Oh, um, I might not be able to say, is it finding your why? There's Ooh. so many out there, but that's one of them that kind of, I like, um, this actual one that I talked about dirty looks, yeah. helping me with skin, Man. um, and understanding what comes out on our skin is part of like that internal as well. Amazing. Um, cool. Oh, um, living in Tuscany, it was, um, living in a foreign language it was the actor and actress they bought a, a villa in italy and so it was kind of like just do it oh inspiring i love inspiring books mm, i'm an eat pray love girl i elizabeth exactly right oh eat pray love well <laughs> she got the first question but i would say i'd love to be like in the amalfi at the amalfi coast uh, drinking some limoncello or something. <laughs> that sounds like a great way to spend 40 or 24 hours. You probably hours. need lots of water if you're drinking oh limoncello my for 24 <laughs> hours. So Sierra, back to you. What is your go-to late night snack? You wake up at 2 a.m. It's time for a snack. What are you grabbing? Oh, popcorn. 100%. I'm all about the salt. I have like low iron and like I've noticed I have low magnesium. And so I'm always just trying to find things that either have high magnesium or high salt or high iron. And so like in the middle of the night, I'm either craving like a steak or Lay's. Like those are my go to well, yep. <laughs> chips or a steak. And so Lauren, let's see here. Let's pull one out of the hat. If you... Well, I think I might know the answer to this one, but I'm going to ask anyway. If you weren't doing the job that you're doing currently, what would you be doing? Mm. Would you be doing the uh, hard hat stuff still? I really enjoyed that. And again, that was what I found so interesting was that there's so many different industries making things, manufacturing. And I love that whole process, like here in St. Louis. Young Dental, Young Innovations, they make the dental paste that we brush our teeth with at the dentist. You know, it's like hearing the formulas that they do. So I, I enjoyed that aspect of my life. Um, stepping in sludge and being around all that, I kind of was over and I traded it in for uh, skincare and makeup brushes, which I've really fallen in love with. Actually, this um, job has given me so many opportunities um, to educate. I've worked for a lifestyle brand. I've done, um, internet, all those things. So I feel like other than that, I would work for like a nonprofit. Amazing. I actually have done that where I worked, it was called a uh, dream for a day where we took disadvantaged youth, um, to different events and kind of made their day. Yeah. And it was so, so, so rewarding to kind of spend that day with them. Um, we had corporate mentors that would come and even if it was just taking them to a Cardinals game and just hanging out with them and showing that um, positivity to it, um, that was actually probably one of my most proud kind of times that I um, would meet up with the groups and kind of connect them and and spend time with them. So yeah. if I wasn't doing this, I would love to do more in that arena. 
Oh, that's amazing. It's like a miniature Make-A-Wish thing. That's beautiful. Oh, <laughs> well, in, in one day, we did actually take a Make-A-Wish child to the Cardinal game. And it was at a time when all the players played on the field for Father's Day. Ozzie Smith actually came and signed the ball for the oh. child who had gone through. And their family was just amazing. And oh, so like, I mean, I was up front and saw some just really... Um, and especially, you know, when you talk about even that arena of athletes and what they give behind the scenes that you don't even realize all the organizations that do things to help in different ways. But yeah, that was one day that I was kind of that outside organizer, but observer of something wow. really special. And it feels so amazing to be a part of that. And it's like Lauren said earlier, you guys like serving feels good for us. Like it feels so good to serve. I swear to God, if I didn't need to make money. I would dedicate my life to philanthropy. There's no question. Oh my gosh, but that's exactly right. <laughs> unfortunately, I have an apartment that's expensive because it's in the city. I have student loans because I wanted to go to college and went that route. And so I will always need to be working. But if I ever win the lottery and just hit right. big on like 30 mil, guarantee you I will just be volunteering for Planned Parenthood right. and like pouring my time and energy into rehabilitation clinics and centers. Like one of my long-term life dreams is to start a holistic kind of feeling spiritual recovery center for people who struggle with substance abuse because that's super close to my heart and I would love to just be able to welcome people in and be like look whatever you can pay you pay but what you can't pay you don't pay and we take care of you and that's how it works and if I could just have a hundred million dollars if I have a listener right now who's like what do I do I was just gonna say <laughs> if there is someone out there with some big money look at how you're glowing and that's the thing I mean it's like make it happen yeah, get that yeah. a, 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 and, and abundance will come even more so right that's what i say if i win the lottery i want to share <laughs> it's gonna feel so much better because i've seen just like watching celebrities and how their lives unfold the whole being rich and famous thing eventually gets old and you want to do more and listeners right. if you haven't seen selena gomez's documentary yet my mind and me run to it it is so good it is all about how her bipolar has affected her life and how it's been super hard in the spotlight but then how she took that and made it her purpose and is now serving others and helping people who struggle in that way and going to africa and like building schools and like putting so much back into the world and you can really take whatever shitty hand life dealt you and turn that into something beautiful and i truly truly believe that from the bottom of my heart so if you're listening to this and you're like how do I get involved with philanthropy? Literally jump on Google, places near me looking for volunteers, places near me, blah, blah, blah. There are so many ways for you to help others. And in that process, you are helping yourself. I have a podcast episode that's called like, if you wanna heal the world, start with yourself. And that's the message that I wanna drive home today because I feel like that really sums up this entire episode. If you want to heal the world, if you want to help the world, it all starts with you and taking care of yourself and making yourself feel good. And so I would love to thank you guys so much, Sierra and Lauren, for coming on and for sharing this. How can my listeners stay in touch with you guys? Are you on Instagram? Is it best they come into the salon and say hello? How do they stay in touch? All of the above. Yeah. They can go to the Instagram. They can go to the website. We have online booking or they can just come in and, and they'll actually be happy to give them a tour. If they want to call and, and get a consult with me, we can do that. Or again, Sierra is so talented. She does such beautiful color, but even 
more interesting artwork. So all these holidays coming up, if you'd want some kind of fun nail art, um, Sierra's the best. So um, we're on the boulevard um, in St. Louis. And so even if you're coming, there's other places that you can stop and shop along the way. But um, yeah, we'd love, we've, and I just stop in and say yeah, hi. Just I mean, it's not just hi. nails and facials, you know, we have a little boutique in there. We have right. jewelry, we have all kinds of stuff. Um, I know I love people come in all the time, like Sierra, like I was in the area. I just want to say hi, like, come over, talk to us, like see what we're doing. Oh, hyperlocal people. Are you listening? St. Louis hyperlocals, this one's for you. I know you make up like a good percentage of my returning listeners. I have a nationwide spread, but like there are a lot of hyper hyper locals that listen to every single episode. And so I think it's amazing that you guys come back week after week and you get to meet and experience more people and kind of expand your local community and so yeah go say hello go see what's up go check out their boutique and yeah just go have a nice little cocktail and get your nails done because it's it's so nice and you deserve to treat yourself well even if it feels a little unfamiliar at first and so ending point message of today you guys is pour into your own cup pour into your own cup because you can't save the world and water all of these gardens with a bone dry ass cup you have to be filling your own (laughs) and so uh, yeah and end of interview um do you guys have any questions for me or anything like that laura and sierra no questions, just you're the best and let's keep doing this more often. Um, I really think it's so great. Um, I do encourage your listeners that if they are local and they want to come in, um, we have specials where they can get special pricing on facials and peels. We have a passport program. So if you come in, you can get um, treatments done um, for a special price, money off boutique items and things like that. So all they can do is say, hey, we uh, heard about you on Allison's podcast. Right. And we'd like to um, continue the experience. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on and doing this interview with me. It was seriously amazing. And you both have so much passion and light. And it was just really obvious in this interview. And I can't wait to connect more. I can't wait to come back to paint. And so listeners, back to you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you loved today's episode, love, love, loved it. Go ahead and give it a share on your story. Tag myself and go ahead and tag Paint Nail Bar as well. You should be able to find them through the podcast Instagram. Um, If you can't, just shoot me a DM and I will send you their profile. But yeah, I hope that you guys thought this episode was as incredible as I did and that you really, really loved getting to hear this kind of like inside sneaky peek behind the world of aesthetic and wellness beauty wellness i don't know how to i don't know what the word would be would you guys call this like beauty wellness well beauty and well-being is kind of what they talk about now is is and and because going back to us having those kind of conscious products it's kind of that but like you said i think it's about to just filling yourself up with goodness yes fill yourselves up you guys if there's one thing you take away from this message i want it to be that thank you for tuning in this has been real this has been organic this has been holistic (laughs) this has been wishing you wellness